Sunday night, it's like, yeah, and especially, oh, those are the worst because sometimes you'll have like an amazing Saturday night show, right? You'll do first show Friday, first show Saturday, be great, right? Late show Saturday sometimes can be a little rowdy, you know, you get the drunk crowd or whatever, and but sometimes, you know, I've had experiences where like late show Saturday was the best show of the weekend, and you're like, I want to go home on a high note. But no, we got to do a Sunday one for everybody who just got out of church and just came out for dinner and there happens to be a show. So they're like, yeah, I guess we'll stay, you know, because like the end of the weekend is always lame. Like Sunday's the worst day of the weekend because it's the end of the weekend. It's the um, it's like the pre Monday Monday. You know what I mean? Like it's like the it's like the Monday before Monday. It's just kind of gloomy. It's like, oh, go back to normal on Monday. You know, got to go to work kind of shit. That's usually the feeling in the room while you're performing. Everybody's thinking about what they got to do the coming week. And you're just like, listen to my stupid jokes. You know, this is important. And it's not important. <laughs> but sometimes you get that Sunday crowd and they, and, they just, and they just hate it. Like, why do it? Why are we doing this? But that's why I'm really happy to be at Laugh Camp Comedy Club in St. Paul, Minnesota, today and tomorrow or last weekend if i'm if i'm doing this uh if i'm going to do this as you're listening you know friday and saturday one show each night it's nice you do the show you could you get to do whatever the hell you want after you don't have to stick around till midnight then by the time you get out it's late people are drunk you're not that drunk because you were performing and then it's like what do we do what are we doing you know it's you know it's just easier now it's like you just show up Show up for the show, do the show, and you get to do whatever you want. It's great. It's Those are the weekends I, I love, you know? One show each night, you're in, you're out, you have a nice time. Came in from Chicago, drove here with my girlfriend. My girlfriend is, she's from Minneapolis, so her whole family's here. And uh, it's been a family weekend. And that's that also makes being away from home nice, because I at least have a more than one reason to be in town, you know? It's like, oh, good, I get to see people during the day or do shit other than sit in the hotel room and do nothing all day so she had some family come out yesterday to the show that was fun we uh we won uh, a ton of money on pull t- i think we won 550 dollars on pull tabs which is nuts because i never like they this is a thing they do they love it and i didn't really i never played pull tabs before if you don't know what those are you just you, there's, there's the three tabs on this thing and you pull them and y- y- you can win money right but they have a strategy to it and it's still like just gambling. So I don't know if you can really have a strategy to like, you know, you put money in a machine. It's like scratch off lottery tickets. It's just, you hope you win. And, but they, uh, but they, they win. I don't know. They always win. Every time I'm with them, somebody wins 300 bucks. It's no joke. The last two times I was in town with them, we would go out, everybody throws in a few bucks and they just buy a crap ton of pull tabs and somebody wins 300 bucks. It is wild. So I had $7 cash in my pocket. They're all throwing money at these pull tabs. I'm like, I got seven bucks, guys. Let me go clean up real quick, right? I'm just trying to be a dipshit. Like, yeah, look at my $7, you know? And then I put seven bucks in, right? I buy seven tickets. They're a dollar a piece. Guess who wins $100? This fucking guy, Nate Armbruster. That's right. So I got to go back to them. Like, I just won 100 bucks. Meanwhile, they won like 200 bucks, which is even better, right? So now it's like, okay, good. We got the drinks. The drinks are covered. You know, tab, the tab is paid for. Now we can just relax and enjoy the night. And the mood changes, man. When you just come into a few hundred bucks 
the mood changes. Everybody's like, there's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. It's like, cause when you go out, you're going to spend money, right? If you're going to go out to a show, you're going to have a drink. That shit adds up. You could end up spending easily a hundred bucks at a, at the bar. You know, it's, it's not, it's not hard to do. So if you want a couple hundred bucks off of pull tabs, your night's made, right? You're like, dude, we're in the green and I might even walk away with some money. You know what I mean? So first round of pull tab winnings pays for the bar tab for everybody, right? So now it's great. Everybody's in a great mood. We don't even care if Nate bombs. You know what I mean? They're like, it doesn't even matter. You could be, you could have the worst show of your life and we're still going to have a good time. So I know I have no pressure now to do well. And, and that's when I always perform the best, I think, is when there's just no pressure. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter. We just won a few hundred bucks off of pull tabs, right? While we're waiting for the show to start, we're sitting there drinking for basically free, right? We're all excited. I'm joking around. Like, I'm going to put all hundred bucks back into the pull tab machine, right? And thank God Brittany, my girlfriend, was there to be like, no, you moron. Uh, don't put all of the money back into the machine, you know? Just put 20 bucks in. If you win, great. If you don't, just walk. It's fine. You're still, you still only spent seven bucks. I'm like, that's a good idea. So I put 20 bucks in. Guess who wins $300? This fucking guy, Nate Armbruster. That's right. So here I am. What, I made 400 bucks off of pull tabs last night. They won like 150. And so combined, we all won like 550 bucks. It was a great, great time. So no pressure. Do the show. Show was fun. Small crowd. A large portion of it was people that, you know, a large portion of it was basically family and that's great but it's still not preferable you know i mean you know you just i'm like shit we could have just done this in your living room we could you know we could have just gotten dinner and i could have just been the only person talking and we would have gotten the same thing out of it but it went well it was a good time i'm glad they could come out and uh now i'm sitting here in my hotel room which has a good uh 30 foot ceiling for some reason i feel like i'm in a bank lobby in downtown St. Paul. It's nice. It's a nice hotel, nice city. I like the city a lot. The Lions are in town. They're playing the Vikings uh, on Sunday, and they're probably going to lose. So that's exciting. And uh, we drove in from Chicago, and on the way up, we... Uh, I don't I don't know if you guys knew this, because I, I guess I didn't really pay attention to it as a kid. The Home Alone house is in a suburb of Chicago, right? The house that they filmed Home Alone in, like that... The McAllister's home is in a northern suburb of Chicago. And once I found out, I'm like, you know, we got to go check this out. You know, we got to go. It's like it's basically a landmark, right? And it's Christmas time. It's probably going to be decorated because you don't own that house and not decorate it. You know what I mean? Like you, if you buy that house, you know what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? So we decide to take a little detour and go check it out. And it's cool. It's like, holy shit, that's the actual, it's just, it's like seeing, um, I don't know. It's like seeing like anything where it's like, oh, that was in a movie. Oh, cool. You know? But the nice thing is it's not a person. It's not like you're bumping into a celebrity. It's not like you're looking at a movie star. You're, it, there's no, like, they're not looking back at you. You know what I'm saying? It's just a structure that's famous. That's it. So we pull up to this thing and it, and I'm having all these thoughts like, part of me is like this is kind of weird because we're just going to look at someone's house like a person lives there or you know somebody owns it and yes you don't buy that house without expecting people to drive by it right especially around christmas it's not like we don't have a reason to be i don't know it just feels silly a little bit because i'm like it's just a house who gives a shit but i'm like you know what also it's just a house let's go let's go check it out people do that people who are in the market for a home you could drive by the house before you go in you know you want to go check it out so we pull up to the house. 
and it's fine. It looks, you know, we just, you go, oh, I don't remember that tree, or I don't remember that, or whatever. <laughs> you know, you do the, st- it's, it's fine. It was cool. But it fascinates me that anybody would want to own that house. I mean, other than, I guess it's worth, is it, does it, is it worth more because it was in a movie and not just any movie? It was like in that movie because it's so popular. I couldn't, I, I don't know. I think it takes a special person to buy a place like that, right? Because first of all, it's already an expensive home. It's in a nice suburb. It's not like in a shitty neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's very affluent, like old money neighborhood, right? And like, every house looks like that. It's crazy. And you're just like, Jesus, who, like, what do you do? Sell crack? Like, how does that, how, how do that many people have that much money? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me. And it, I'm not saying they didn't earn it or they don't deserve it. I don't know who, who these people are, but part of me is like, Jesus. Because all I think about now that I'm getting older is taxes and, you know, like that on top of a carpet. Like, what are you crazy? Like, you just start breaking it down. I'm like, how do you even... How do you, how can you even afford something like this? It blows my mind. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? I guess, uh, I guess it's just something I couldn't do or at least not at this point in my life. So I don't, I can't even imagine like the pressure of just like, how do, how do you pay for this shit? How do people, I mean, you have to be born into it, right? That's like all I could think. That's all I could think about is like, no, these people are just born into it. They may have inherited the home or inherited money to buy the home, right? That's, that's what it is, right? It's gotta be. If anyone knows, I guess, tell me, because I, I'm curious. People who live in those houses, it has to suck, kind of, right? Because imagine, like, that. because like, my biggest fear was pulling up, because I'm already a not very confrontational person. I'm very um, anxious and worried about everything. So the thought of pulling up to someone's house and looking at it and then having them peek out the window, like, who the fuck's outside my house right now? Because that's what I do, and nobody even, nobody cares that I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cares about my house. No, but if somebody parks out front, I know someone's out front. You know what I'm saying? So the thought of somebody judging me for looking at their house terrified me, right? So I'm all nervous. I'm like, man, all I can think about was this guy backing out of his driveway on his way to work as we're pulling up to this house just to fucking look at it because we saw a movie once. And of course, none of that happened. It was all fine. We pulled up, looked at it, talked about them. You know, you just go, oh, yeah, don't, you know, oh, look at that window. Look at the wreaths. Those are nice. You know, you just do the whole thing and but it has to be annoying to live in that house. Even if you, you kind of invite it, you kind of invite that activity to your home a little bit, you know? I mean, most people are good people. They just want to see the, see it. I mean, we didn't like get out and go up to the door and like, you know what I mean? We didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't like go on the property or anything. We weren't weirdos, but, but I remember when the Breaking Bad the the home in Breaking Bad became a landmark in the same way. And those people that lived there had to put out like a press release, like, please stop because the amount of, I mean, that show was so huge. I mean, it's a little different than Home Alone, but people were going out of their way to go to these people and they, people were going up to the door, people were bugging them and they had to the point of where they had to put out like a, a press release and, and say, please don't come to our door. <laughs> like, the people that own the Breaking Bad house were, they were already living there. And then, you know, some producer or locations person comes up and is like, Hey, we, we want to use your home for this show. And at the time it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, you don't realize it's going to be one of the most iconic television shows ever made. Right. You don't think that you think, Hey, great. Here, just throw me some cash. You can, you know, shoot the exterior and throw it up on, on a show. That's fine. You know, you just, it's an easy money maker, right? You don't think about it being, 
you know, an Emmy winning television show, you know, that's like highly regarded. Like you don't think about that shit. And then it becomes that and their whole lives are changed. Right. But now their home value is probably true. They could probably get a bunch more money for it. I would imagine so. Right. The home loan house, I think sold a few years ago though. So somebody bought that knowing what it was, you know what I'm saying? They knew what they were getting into, but the breaking bad people were like, yeah, no, we just lived here and uh, we thought it'd be cool if our house was in a show. So that kind of, that kind of sucks, I guess. But yeah, I can't believe people would do that shit. I, I would never, I could never do it just because people bother me. You know, like if people came up, like just because people bother me, I, if, if I owned a place that people just wanted to come take a picture in front of, I'd be so pissed every day. Just like, get the fuck away from my house. <laughs> so there you have it. The home alone house, pretty cool. Uh, it was cool to see. It's definitely something you only do once. I never need to do it again. I was like, yep, it, it exists. You know, it's not, <laughs> no one's going to uncle Frank's home in New York city from home alone too right like nobody's that into movie shit right i think the the christmas story house is a big thing in cleveland too like but you can actually like rent a room and it's like an airbnb now right you can like stay there for a night or something seems a little much but uh you know imagine the money you can get in the home alone house if it was an airbnb are you kidding me every once in a while i see this article online says you know rent an island with 17 friends if you all pay a hundred dollars or whatever rent an island for a weekend and i think i i I think i would do it if i could stay in the home alone i was considering i live close enough to it i think i would i'd rent kevin's parents bedroom for sure you know and and as long as it looks exactly the same none of this shit would have happened if they had a ring camera you ever you time just ruins movies for me i can watch home alone because it's like a classic and i kind of grew up watching it and it's like a chris it's an iconic christmas movie you know it's i love watching it every year around christmas it's a great movie but now that we have everything it just you can watch it and go like you can watch it and go okay if that happened today first of all you got cell phones second you know the McAllisters would have a ring camera and you know they'd be in Europe like, oh, no, someone's breaking in right now. You just know. They would get a notification like, uh, hey, some fucking sketchy dudes are breaking into my house right now. And also, we already know where Kevin's at. We just left him at home. When you watch a movie, though, you have to let that shit go a little bit. I hate watching movies with people who are like, oh, yeah, right. Like, that would ever happen. It's like, of course, of course not. Jesus Christ. Stop ruining this shit for me, you know? You just know that people who watch, like, it's hard to show kids. Like, I would imagine it's hard to show a kid home alone and go, yeah, get this. They leave the kid at home and there's no, they they can't find him. They have no idea where he's at. They went to Europe without him. Is it the worst thing that Kevin missed that trip to Europe, though? Because, I mean, he was what? He was, what, 12? How old is he in the movie? He's a kid. You know, he wouldn't have, maybe Kevin, but like, I don't think the average 12-year-old kid appreciates Europe, you know? Like, oh, we're going to go get, you know. He seemed, he did fine on his own, which is why, like, I feel like the second time for the second one, spoiler, they leave him again, uh, but they get mixed up. He ends up in New York. Long story, but you got to watch it. But I feel like the second time around, you'd be like, oh, thank God. Do you think, like, the anxiety level of, like, oh, shit, we did it again? Uh, we kind of suck as a family, uh, but also we did it again. Thank God it was Kevin and not like Buzz. You know what I mean? Like if, if you left Kevin again, you, you there's got to be a little part of you that's like, 
oh, he'll be okay. We'll we'll find him. Like we don't have to worry about him, but he'll he'll at least be okay. Like he survived the first time, so he's the best equipped out of all of our children to survive being lost in New York City, hands down. So now I want to watch Home Alone. So I think uh, I think I'm gonna go watch it. Anyway, I got to get ready for a show. Uh, I got one more show tonight. If and since you're hearing this uh, the Monday or definitely after uh, the show, it went amazing. I got a standing ovation, uh, applause break on every punchline, and the booker of The Tonight Show was in the room, and uh, you can catch me on The Tonight Show. Uh, That's just me putting it out there. And uh, and by the way, uh, none of that happened, but it's just fun. It's fun to say, right? It's fun to say. Anyway, so I have a show tonight, 9.15. Don't be there because this is happening before you're listening to this uh, Laugh Camp, St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Anyway, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I'm going to list all of them every fucking episode until you guys do it. Thanks for sticking with me. I appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends about it. If you haven't yet, that really helps the show. If you guys really want to help, leave a rating and a review uh, and, and help me get the word out. You know, uh, I got, I'm going to start doing more interview episodes again. I'm just kind of stockpiling those until I'm ready to put them out and uh, maybe dip into the Patreon uh, world and see how that goes. And uh, I don't know, just trying to just trying to keep making shit. And uh, I get bored. Uh, I, I just get bored and I, I keep... I just, I'm just trying to keep making shit. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you being here and uh, we'll talk to you next week.